0: Being a professional isn't about the money you make, the position you hold, your level of expertise, or fame. It's the motivation and the attitude you bring to your work, a desire for always learning and improving, and balancing your creative output with getting the business done. Welcome and join the Creating Pros. Hi, and welcome back to Creating Pros. I'm your host, Jim Nettles, and this week we're going to follow up again a little bit along the lines of some things that are happening in the ai world that i think everybody needs to know about and kind of consider as you're looking at some of the work that you're doing now over the last few weeks i've been at about five events uh, which is why we're running late this week because i had a few tech issues from a hotel room Uh, so we couldn't actually get the show recorded on time this week but here we are um this week we're going to be talking about how the publishing industry the entertainment industry the copywriting industry, are looking at responding to all of the stuff that is now being generated by ChatGPT and other affiliated AI writing type systems. Um, When we look at the title of this episode, I called it basically, you know, why we see AI going bust. And there's a little bit of truth to that, but not exactly in the way everybody probably thinks. As I've been saying, as we've been revisiting this issue, you know, a couple of times over the last few months, the reason I thought it was important to come and talk about it again this week is because in all the events I've been at over the last few months, this is the number one topic. Uh, Whether it was writing conventions, whether it was technology conventions, whether it was business conventions, and everywhere I've been, I have had people kind of pulling me aside, wanting to have a chat. What does all of this mean for my business, for my industry. And looking at it uh, from a perspective of the changes we see that are coming, the answer is a big, it depends. And what do I mean by that? Well, it really depends on what kind of content you're generating. I just got back from a technology conference and we were talking about what does this mean for developers? What does this mean for people trying to get a grasp on the work that they're doing? Well, we see that this is already being used by a lot of development teams to get a jump start on the work that they're doing, creating code, creating forms, things along these lines. And much like in terms of doing copywriting or anything else, it gives either the way to fix some code problems. It also gives some new ways to look at creating code problems, but it's not innovative in any way, shape, or form. It's not necessarily efficient. But generally what we're seeing is functional. Even there, you know, it often is still going to take some other work, configuration work, setup work, things along those lines to go in and deal with it. But that's not what we're here to talk about this week. From a copywriting perspective and an ad perspective, and I want to start here very explicitly. um, I had a conversation with a couple of different people in the ad space at several different events over the last few weeks. And all of them have told me the same thing. I sat down with somebody from an agency who told me that they had just wiped out about half of their entire copywriting staff. I want you to let that sink, sink in. This was an ad and marketing firm fired half of their copywriting staff because of Chat GPT. Now, it's not for the reason you think. The reason that they fired half their copywriting staff is they started doing a test to see how much of the copy that they were getting was being generated by AI. And what they discovered was they had a number of people that were using nothing but chat GPT and and using very generic copy to create ad copy. And the agency went and said, if that's what you're doing, we don't need you. So that was half their staff got cut immediately, which means they're now having to look to backfill all of those positions and roles. Why? Because they don't deliver to clients like that. They deliver a certain level of quality, a certain level of uh, just those elements that make something feel real and much more effective. So if you are a copywriter out there and you're looking at this, one of the first things I want you to know is the tools that test to see how much something is copywritten uh, by an AI versus how much is done by a human being is now becoming a standard test. Same thing is true. Um, Publishing project, I'm in the middle of. We we were looking at essays that were coming through the door. We were looking at material coming in the door for, for a book to go out the door. And we were looking at how fast one of the people in particular was generating content compared to everyone else. And also looking at the fact of how things were noted, cited, this kind of work. Running it through a checker. Again, it was discovered to be roughly ninety-nine percent guaranteed written by AI, and this is one of those things that we're now going to be bouncing that person out of the project. Um, they were the work was not cited, it wasn't footnoted, it wasn't, it did not meet the standards of the project. Um, I, there's been a couple of other projects going on where right now we're evaluating what level of AI generated content is going to be active and permissible in terms of fiction we've seen a number of publishers actually stop taking submissions for work both short form as well as full-blown novels because they're getting in so much ai-generated content so what does all of this really start to look like and mean for the industry why do i mean the bubble is starting to pop Well, I'm going to go back to what I started mentioning about the ad agency. One of the things that we're seeing more and more is going to be several things, and this is part of a conference I was involved at a couple of weeks ago, is what is the new language and the new standard going to be going into publishing contracts? Uh, Because right now, one of the things that generally is in the contract is a clause along the lines of, I have rights to use and publish this material. And it's mine. It's my original creation. Um, now, sometimes it's worded very differently. It's worded a lot of different ways. I have the rights to use and publish this material, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Inherent to that is the idea that anything that is not your original creation is cited and footnoted appropriately, because generally, over you know over the decades. The standard was, if I'm using somebody else's material, I'm going to cite that. I'm going to note the source. Well, there's a large question now about how AI-generated content should be noted and cited. There's a lot of implications now for intellectual property and IP law uh, going along about how this content should be treated and generated. Um was just at another meeting we were talking about how this is going to be looked at in the future. Uh, I can tell you there's a number of publications, um, both fiction and nonfiction, that now one of the first things that happens is when a submission comes in, it's going through an AI test. If you don't pass a certain standard, no one's ever even going to see the query letter. Nobody's going to see the submission. Uh, if they don't have as sophisticated a system, one of the first things everybody's doing is running it through a tester. If it doesn't pass the sniff test, it's automatically being rejected. And this is true in fiction, nonfiction, copywriting, a lot of different spaces. So when I say the bubble is bursting, this very short term bubble has really flooded the market with a lot of very generic material. And the market is responding, and the market is responding pretty much as I expected. The tools are coming out there now to be able to see and recognize AI-generated content. If you are used to looking at it and seeing it, I've worked in this space for a long time. I can tell kind of the patterns that get used, and so can most people that are writers. If you're an experienced writer, if you're an experienced copywriter, if you're experienced in media, you're going to be able to kind of tell and see it—it's almost an uncanny valley experience, where you can see and tell that there may be something there that that lacks or is missing something. Um, now, there's a lot of things like news and media and even textbooks where, yeah, it, you can use ChatGPT and probably get to about an eighty percent of the way there, include the facts, things like this, because there's standards. There's ways of telling and narrating the events just getting the facts out there. And I expect in those spaces, we're going to see usage of ChatGPT continue to increase. At the same time, looking at publishers that are looking to develop original IP, looking at writers looking to de- develop original IP, looking at copywriting, ad agencies, marketing companies that are geared towards high delivery for their clients, we're going to see them continue to test and look at your writing styles look at your writing capabilities and if you can't meet a certain standard or your stat style and your standard scores too close to an ai you're going to get bounced there's been a couple of pieces that i took and i wrote straight up originally from ground zero that i ran through an ai tester that kind of scored and said okay we've got questions um Part of that's because there's certain things and certain styles I write in that ChatGPT uses and emulates. And this is where we are going to see a little bit more of a blending and some difficulty in knowing what is or is not. And this is where the things that we're seeing in the developing space and things are moving in the space extraordinarily quickly. These are the kinds of changes we're going to have to consider. So here's things I would be aware of for those of you looking to continue to use these tools. And again, these are tools. They have a place in the marketplace. They have a place in writing and even in creativity. But again, they're definitively not at a point that they're an end point. They're definitively not at a point that it's going to be anything other than average at best because that's what they're designed for. They're designed to give you an average response. And one of the other things that you need to remember is the average response they give is often going to be a guess. It's not necessarily going to be factual or representative because if the system doesn't have a better idea, there's still a lot of problems with how factual or how it's interpreting the given medium. So all of that being said, here's the things I want you to consider. Number one, um your intellectual property contracts are about to change and in some cases they may not look like they change that much and in other cases they're going to change a lot and the language that's going to change in them is going to be around you guaranteeing and and providing the fact that this is your material or you're going to have to represent how much of it was driven created or supported by AI now in general, I can almost guarantee nobody's going to say you can cannot have any AI generated content. Here's why: if you use any of the editing tools, like a Grammarly, a Pro writing aid, some of the other tools like this that help score and help refine your writing, you're going to show up with these AI type markers, and that number is going to show up somewhere between about three and ten percent, depending on how heavily you use those recommendations. You can score higher, um, even higher than that. But if generally, if you're just using it for guidance and recommendations, somewhere between 3 and 10%. The second thing to keep in mind is that these tools that I just mentioned, like Grammarly, ProWritingAid, other tools like this are going to refine and enhance. And they're going to continue to become better and better tools. But at the same time, they're going to be doing much more to influence and almost genericize writing styles, writing content. So you're going to have to be very aware and even more selective than you have been in the past about when you take these recommendations, what kind of a recommendation you take, do you use it, do you not, those sorts of considerations. The next thing to consider is this. You're going to have to be very aware of the organizations you're working with, the places you're submitting to, Because a lot of them are going to be using these AI tests. They're going to have to. And if you do not pass a certain level, nobody's going to waste their time looking at you, but you will wind up on the list. The list that says this person sends an AI crap, don't look at it. And you're going to be basically, for all practical purposes, wind up being blacklisted in certain spaces because you're not providing original content. I'm already seeing this with a number of organizations I work with. So that's the first kind of three things to be aware of is not looking at these as negatives, but being aware of the fact that you're going to be held to a higher standard and looking that a lot of these tools and technologies are designed to be out here to be used as a tool, not as the end all be all. Now on the other end of this, on the positive end of it, what does it mean? Well, number one, much as I was just mentioning, we do see that tools like Grammarly, Pro Writing Aid, um, some other tools that are out there in the marketplace are becoming much better at being able to provide better guidance towards writing, towards writing styles, uh, to give coaching, to give, give that kind of guidance. But again, it's guidance. The next thing I'm going to say is, this is going to be a boon for a lot of small businesses for people that have limited budgets limited capacity it's going to be a set of tools that allow people to get a starting place to work from because again these are tools they're not going anywhere they're here they're going to continue to improve they're going to just become part of the background and part of everything we do every day Much like what we saw happen with the early days of Photoshop and photo manipulation, much like we saw with a lot of the other technologies that have come over the last number of years, AI and AI-generated content, covers, artwork, these sorts of things are going to become better and better tools. But I think that we're also going to see the entire industry snap around And take a very different look at how that content gets generated because one of the other pieces I do want to make everybody consider out there is that there is definitively going to be legalities and changes put around who owns the content and who potentially may have to be compensated if you use these AI tools. Things like ChatGPT uh, and these other platforms, things that are based on ChatGPT as a back-end we're starting to see the quote-unquote free usage of these tools really start to ramp down already. And by the fact and the nature that you're going to be having to pay to use these kinds of tools and backends is going to be one of the things that's going to cut down a lot on, on a lot of the really basic usage of these tools. And the next part of that becomes those tools and platforms that are built on top of, ChatGPT and some of the other backends that are already out there um, they're going to continue to refine because really what they do is they they first of all help you refine the question you're asking of the tools and the platforms and then to give you a better response then a lot of them what they do is they take that and they'll refine that content just a little bit to make it fit a little bit more to their audience Most of the places I'm seeing this are in the marketing space, ad copy space, um, writing blurb space, things like that that are short, that have very kind of specific structures, things that, that lend themselves to this much better. But again, everything I see is the intention that this is going to continue to be more of a prompt. It's going to be a starting point. It's going to be a place to work from. So, Again, I don't want everybody to get overly concerned out there because, again, this is not taking over the world. It is changing it, though. And with a, with a writing conference I was teaching at a couple of weeks ago, one of the things that I taught about was on the writing and publishing scams. The number two item I talked about had to do with generated AI-generated content. And the reason for that was not because AI is a scam, But it's because of how some certain people are viewing and using content that's generated by these tools and platforms, not recognizing where much of the work is sourced, um, especially in in the art. Um, And the fact that we're looking at anything that is AI generated content is likely going to start feeding into algorithms that then have to pay content creators whose work is used as a part of the source. So when we look at the changes that are coming in the business and the industry overall, I just want everyone to be not be surprised. Be aware of the changes that are coming. Be aware of why they're coming. And be aware that a lot of people are going to be really unhappy when they start to discover the way that some of these changes are going to affect them. So again, what we see right now, I expect to be a bit of a blip. And we're already seeing that bubble burst. The next thing that's going to have to come out of this, and it's going to take probably another year to really shake out because right now, again, both the legal system, the business system and people that are in the industry are trying to figure out how to respond because part of what this has now meant is an additional burden on bringing work to, you know, bringing work to bear. It's speeding up certain parts of the process, but it's also definitively throwing a big wrench in the works. And the sorts of tests that are going to be used to test and make a determination if I'm even going to look at your work. If you're a fiction writer and you're trying to leverage these tools, there are ways you can do that and do them ethically and ways that will help speed you up. But at the end of the day, if you really want to be a fiction writer, if you really want to be a creator, even if you're writing nonfiction, memoirs, telling your story, All these tools do is give you a starting point, but they'll never take your voice. Your voice is the important part of the act of creation. What I am seeing is some of these tools are getting better at emulating people's voice. And they're going to continue to get better and better and better. But they're still not going to replace your voice, your tone, your ideas, your way of representing things to the world. So if you feel the need to write and create, then go and write and create. If you're servicing clients and you're working with clients and you're managing that marketing, the people that have that little nuance, that little edge are going to be the ones that get the work and get paid a lot more for the work than the people that just go grab an AI-generated tool and crank stuff out the door. If you don't have the budget, you're running a small business, you don't have an idea or a starting point, Absolutely, use the tools for what they're good for. But again, for those that are going to try to live and die by them, because I've already seen some very large entities that we work with try to shift to use these tools, going and saying, I don't want, I don't have to pay a copywriter anymore. We're already seeing significant impacts to how effective that copy is, how effective those ads, those blurbs, that writing is, because people consumers are already starting to recognize this, and they also automatically now equate that for a loss of quality. So now that I've kind of given you the lay of the land as to where we are, I feel sure we're going to do this again probably in a couple of months, Um, but with some stuff that is coming up here over the next few months, we've got a lot of interviews that are coming um, that I think you're going to get a lot out of. Uh, We're going to be doing some stuff around the power of fandom, the power of how that can touch people's lives. We're going to be doing some work in terms of uh, productivity. We're going to be talking around a lot of different things that are coming with some bulk. So be looking forward to that, and we'll see you again next week. This has been Creating Pros, and I'm your host, Jim Nettles.